0: Our system uh, robotically picks from the machine, places into a fixture. The problem with manual inspection, with someone there checking the parts or even using gauges there, is not only the the added cost to the the manufacturing process, but we can do it much more efficiently, faster, and at 100% rate of quality.
2: business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zenger. Now, let's make some
1: chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. My name's Jason Zenger, and this is Making Chips, where we equip and inspire manufacturing leaders. And I'm here in the studio, one of our remote traveling studios with my good friend and co-host jim carr how you doing jim jason how you doing man i'm doing great good to be
2: back good to have the microphones in our hands yes It, it it feels good we've got a great show coming up today yeah
1: we've had a lot going on lately like personally and making chips wise which is why we have not come out with a uh, an episode oh lately. so we're gonna go right into that right sure, away let's go right so into let's it. tell the listeners what's what's new and exciting with us more, more importantly
2: why don't you leave yeah it off? so
1: um baby henry was born so that congratulations can, you know, thank man. you thank That's you awesome. I appreciate that so it's been kind of hard to find time to um to record I mean I took off a lot of time from work to try to be there with uh uh with my bride and support her so so we've been away for a while yeah, I away. know. So, it's good, but we're yeah.
2: working really hard. In, in addition to that... Yeah, we've been
1: working on Make and Elevate. Make and Elevate. Yeah, it's our
2: that, leadership series. Man, I'm that is, I'm so looking forward to that. I know we're going to get into it in a little bit more and tell the listeners more about it. But uh, yeah, we've been putting a lot of time in into logistics and, and bringing collateral and to, the sh- to this uh, leadership series. And uh, we'll explain more about that in a minute. But uh, I wanted to get into some manufacturing news that you had just chatted over to me about that Area 404 in Menlo Park, California. It's a Facebook facility that is actually – Facebook is starting an industrial hardware. Is that what it is, Jason?
1: Yeah, so I first found out about this actually – this oh, you didn't morning, just google it? No, I oh. didn't. I'll tell the story. Okay. So, um, I found out about this morning when I logged into Facebook and I saw a post where this Facebook group called I think the American Machinist Union or something like that, they um, shared a post from Mark Zuckerberg where he posted pictures of their new facility and, you know, they've got It's pretty sexy, it let me is. tell you. I, I gotta mean, tell got to tell you. Got, they've got, you know, Haas machines, they've I got saw laser that. jets, they've got a series of drill they presses. They got a water jet. You know, I'm going to read I'm going li- to read a little excerpt from Fortune magazine. It says right here, okay, the research lab is so new, there's hardly any debris on the floors or near the heavy-duty drill presses at one of the lab's offices. Like one you would find at a typical manufacturing facility. So I mean, it looks state of the art. They're really trying to create a um, a first class. I wonder what job their shop. I wonder what
2: their objective is. I'll tell you is. exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, so, I mean, it's kind of weird. You know, Facebook and machining. I I I, I know Google is, is thinking about this too. They're starting to get into industrial manufacturing a little. Google's bit. Google's already doing it. Yeah, I know so, that. I know that.
1: Um, so what both of these companies are doing is that. They want to do more than just having this digital presence. So they actually want to come out with physical products. You know, when you talk about drones, you talk about virtual reality and virtual reality goggles. So they don't want to have to rely on third-party vendors to make some kind of prototype product and then have it be a complete failure for them because it's not what they wanted. So they're instead just producing their own um, prototypes in their own facility it's kind of like what we talked about about these maker labs and stuff like that except they're just it's an internal maker lab think about it as that
2: okay got it uh, you know a- at the end of the day they're going to have the same problems that all the rest of us manufacturers are hiring skilled labor absolutely i mean there's going to i mean although it would look they good should listen to making chips
1: they should the person that runs they this should manufacturing sponsor lab. us we, we, I don't think we they need, care we need about to, that. They, no. they should just listen. They can tweet the hell out of it. their manufacturing leaders need to understand you know, the pains of what it's going to be like to run a machine shop.
2: They're going to find out real quick. I, I got news for you.
1: Yeah, this is interesting. They're actually manufacturing hardware and gear for their data centers as well, in addition to some of the other more experimental products that they're working on.
2: Very cool. I'd like to get a tour of that facility. Sure. Yeah. Maybe we should go out there and do an a interview with them. think they'd be receptive to that. Let's find out. All right, they can call us at three one two seven two five zero two four five. I wouldn't hold your breath. Okay, you never know.
1: <laughs> I think we might have to reach out to I, them. I'm a, I'm an optimist, Jason. Yeah, I know you are. I'm a realist and an yeah. optimist. <laughs> yes, I know. Me
2: too. Anyway, I, I'm I'm super excited about this uh, mastermind series uh, in in September. Our and leadership series. Our leadership series, yes, which is. Part of it is going to be a mastermind session.
1: I just want to give like a broad overview for the whole leadership series. So um, Jim and I are here just to be a guide along this journey of a manufacturing leader. So we would never say that we're the experts or that we know everything, but what we're trying to do is to bring the community together, and go along this um, journey, just this journey, thank you Jim, of, of a manufacturing leader. And so the Leadership Series is one component of that. The Mastermind is where we're gonna take six to eight manufacturing leaders, and we're really going to get intimate into their business and their business problems, and we are going to be there as a band of brothers and sisters in order to help each other to elevate our games. Yes, this is going to cost money, but the value that you're going to get out of it is going to far exceed what you spend on this. I mean, Jim and I know firsthand how impactful it is to get new ideas, fresh ideas, to look at things from a different perspective in order to take your business to the next level. So, that is that is what the mastermind series is in a nutshell all of your successful entrepreneurs out there yep. have always had people that came alongside them in order to help them out you know you need to have people that come along with you and so jim and i are assembling a group of people in order to do just that and we are going to facilitate that conversation in a way that is going to help you to elevate your game
2: yeah i'm looking forward to it
1: so monday night we're going to go we're going to all go out for a very nice dinner at rpm steak we're going to be sitting at the chef's table yep we are um, and it's going to be uh, you know we're going to drink nice wines we're going to eat good steaks it's one of the premier restaurants in chicago yeah uh, so yeah it's going to be a great dinner great conversation we actually have some structured conversational tools that we're going to use during that during that dinner so it's going to be really good and then the next day we're going to meet early in the morning at the and, virgin hotel at the virgin hotel and we're going to have our mastermind and all the information that you need to get is actually at makeandelevate.com. So go there. Um, I do apologize that we said that we were going to have this up a couple weeks ago. We didn't. Um, but I think what you're going to like what you see. Yeah, so go looks- to makeandelevate.com.
2: Yeah. So the next day, we're going to be hosting a workshop. The workshop is going to consist of... A networking breakfast. By the way, breakfast and lunch and all beverages are all yeah, going to be all be included. It's 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 a one and done. Uh, the The mastermind forum schedule includes the dinner at RPM the whole day. It includes the next day workshop. But if that's a little too much for you, you just want to come to the workshop on Wednesday, September fourteenth. Again, it's going to be at the Virgin Hotel. There's going to be about twenty to thirty people in that room. We're going to have a networking breakfast. I can't wait to share the keynote speaker when he confirms with us, for sure. He's going to be great. I think he's empowering. He'll really get the crowd going.
1: He'll get the day started off well. Yeah, so just to reiterate, you sign up for the mastermind. You get both the mastermind and the workshop, or you could sign up just for the workshop. And we've spent a lot of time talking about this. You're gonna be tired after this thing is over, but I know I'm gonna be tired. You're gonna be tired in a good way. You're gonna be tired because you've actually gotten a lot done, and that's the whole that's the whole idea is that you're gonna come out of this thing, you're gonna be like, wow, I just accomplished so much in two days or one day, depending on what you sign up for. It's gonna be great. We're gonna accomplish a lot. And we're going to have a lot of fun.
2: And there's a lot of people that are coming in for IMTS. So yeah. we're going to fill up really quick. So if, if you're even remotely thinking about coming and joining us and being part of this, I would sign up now because six to eight people when there's what, 250,000 people coming to Chicago for IMTS. Yeah, we're starting this intentionally off small. So yes, if somebody signs up for this series, and they're not happy with it, we will fully refund their money in its entirety after it's all said and done. Yeah,
1: that's that's a great point, Jim. Thank you.
2: So, with that, as long as as long as we're talking about Make making elevate and IMTS. Um, We're going to be on the floor at McCormick Place during IMTS, two days recording live shows. It's going to be super exciting. IMTS came out to our studio a few weeks ago. They did a video documentary on IMTS. It's up on their website. You can check it out if you want. And also, we interviewed Cassie Hoppers of Swiss Precision Machining. Uh, She's episode uh, 73. That's makingchips.com forward slash 73. She was an absolute pleasure to work with. I, I can't wait. I just I, I hope everybody gets in there and signs up, get their hotel, get their accommodations before it's too late. Also, Sandvik is going to be there as well, right, Jason? Oh,
1: yeah, the big yellow booth.
2: Do you know what uh, booth number they're going to be at?
1: So Sandvik is going to be at booth W1500, so W1500. So I'm going to read a little bit from Sandvik cormont's website. IMTS 2016 with Sandvik Cormont. Digital technology is transforming our industry at a rapid pace. Visit Sandvik Cormat at IMTS 2016 and see how new t- hardware and software solutions can advance your business and ensure profitable growth now and in the future. So Sandvik's going to be at booth W1500. That's the West Building. That's the West Building. West I mean, you can't miss them once you go into the no, West Building. no,
2: no. Moving forward, I would like to uh, introduce our guest now because uh, he's a good friend of mine. I've known him for quite a few years. He's a a great person, and I know we've been talking about getting him on the show for quite a few years. He's a big fan of making chips. And with that said, I'd like to introduce my friend Bill Angston from Compass Engineering. And Jason, why don't you go ahead and read Bill's um, bio, and then we'll bring him on in.
1: Yeah, so we we have here Bill Angston from Compass Automation. Bill is a graduate of Miami University where he earned his BA in business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. So what Compass Automation does is that they design and build custom equipment to automate manufacturing processes. So they're a manufacturer making things to help manufacturers they've been called an automation company an integrator a machine builder an engineering house there's a lot of different terms that people use for what bill does but they you know in a nutshell they solve manufacturing problems they help customers that make jet engines Printed circuit boards, drive shafts, plastic bottles. Some of Compass customers are Caterpillar, Johnson and Johnson. In 2014, they ranked 55 out of 5,000 on the Inc. magazine's annual list of America's fastest growing companies. That's awesome, and they were number one in manufacturing. So good for you, Bill. So they're currently in Elgin, um, but they're actually moving to South Elgin, where they can expand into a um, double the size facility. So welcome, Bill. Jim and Jason, thank you. Yeah, man. It's Great really to happy have you to be here. here.
0: No, thank you. Really yeah. appreciate
1: it.
2: Yeah, lots to talk about, a lot of good stuff to share, and uh, we're going to really equip and inspire some people today. So so tell me a little bit about Compass. I mean, you know, I, I know personally because I know you, you're a friend of mine, but um, Compass was started with you and, and a one friend or two friends, and, and why don't you share with us how that all came to fruition?
0: Well, I guess it starts you know, way back when my father's kind of a uh, – a serial entrepreneur. He's, he's probably started, uh, five businesses or so. He owns, uh, Shopware Inc., a Mastercam dealer for Illinois, Wisconsin, and Iowa. And he's got customers every day asking him for robots and, and more automation, you know, more than the, his software automates for their businesses. And so we talked about, um, you know, providing turnkey robotic solutions to his customers and all the other manufacturers out there. And, uh, I got a buddy uh, from high school, and Military Academy in Aurora, and we got a, a third partner, an investor, to help us start the company. And through my father's connections, we, you know, we knew people that, that sold robots, we knew people that could be interested in robots, and uh, we knew some good key employees we could bring on right off the bat. So that's how it all got started back in 2009.
2: So your dad was actually the one that gave you the – the thought process. He put it in your hand, and then you collaborated with him to get it growing. He was c- actually your salesman, because if people were coming to him and saying, "Hey, we need an automated technology uh, on the shop floor," he can already say, "Well, here, this Compass Automation has just started there. I know the guys there; they're really good, they're innovative, they're young, and they're creative, so they can
1: do that for you." Very yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Where He's did where did the
1: name Compass? Yeah, I was come con- from.
0: My father's also a Miami. Ohio graduate. Oh, is he? He's probably the only geography major you'll ever meet. <laughs> and so uh, I believe that was the inspiration for Compass.
2: Isn't that funny how it just comes
0: about? Give us a little deeper dive into what, what it's all about, what you do. Our system uh, robotically picks from the machine, places into a fixture, and then we have cameras and other gauges that check both dimensional features of the part. And we also look for qualitative defects, uh, nicks, discoloration, uh, birds. The the
2: aesthetics part. So it's constantly checking aesthetics to make sure that that's up to par.
0: We inspect dimensions down to a micron level, and then we also are checking qualitative features as well.
1: Yeah, I I would assume that, like in a process like that, somebody can almost be sitting in an office as opposed to you know out on the shop floor and looking at those video cameras and seeing where there's blemishes. If it's something that the computer can't detect, and you know to me that's that's great automation because then you could be managing multiple inspection lines.
0: And we take all the operators out of it, right? And the problem with manual inspection was someone there uh, checking the parts. Or even using gauges there is not only the, the added cost to the the manufacturing process, but um, we can do it much more efficiently, uh, faster, and at a hundred percent rate of quality.
1: Yeah, we had a we had a previous episode with um, Cassie Hoppers where you know we discussed a quality check that they do where they you know use this optical recognition machine, and she can check ninety nine small parts. At, all at once. And it was just amazing to see how quickly this thing inspected those parts and knew down to just, you know, just the small, I don't remember the exact number, but the it was smallest. It was, it was tenths tens, of an inch. Yeah. yeah. Tenths of an inch um, that it was intolerance. I mean, yeah. it was amazing.
2: Yeah. It was, it was very cool. I think that's where our industry is headed to more this automated technology um, business model. But Bill, wh- what is does Compass's differentiator among your competition what do you do differently or you think you do differently from your competition that sets you apart from from the rest
0: so there's there's a couple of key things i think we've we've done differently since we started and and when we started you know we were a true startup we didn't break off from a, another automation company and so we essentially copied what we thought were industry best practices when we got started we hired the same way we marketed the same way and we designed and built systems the same way and since um, you know, over the last few years, we've essentially flipped this, the switch on, on all of those elements of our business. So we now hire very differently. Uh, we market very differently. And I think what's become our biggest differentiator is that we design these and build these systems very differently and i'll get into that we call it our agile engineering methodology that was
2: one of the next questions i was just going to ask on your website you call out a proprietary process called agile engineering and agile machine development and without giving away your secret sauce um can you like share with us a little bit about that process
0: yeah sure and we, we basically give away the secret sauce we have videos online about it we like to be the thought leaders in this space, and we think the execution is really the challenging part. And so, we actually aren't really afraid of telling everybody what we do and uh, uh, basically how we do well, it. It's
2: all about transparency nowadays, right?
0: Right, and and that's I, why customers are coming to us. It's right. because of this this process. It's it's how we design machines. And so, what it comes down to is uh, everybody else in the space, and this is how we were doing it for years. Um, you get a, you get a project. And you are designing it from scratch. You have mechanical engineers designing it from scratch. And because it's a custom machine, uh, and because it's being designed for the first time, there are going to be inherent mechanical flaws with it.
2: And so, and a lot of revisions between concept to execution.
0: Not only revisions, but at some point, everybody gets around a room and says, okay, that 3D model, model, that beautiful 3D model uh, of this project uh, looks great. Go ahead and build it. Go ahead and continue with the project. And so you end up building this very expensive piece of custom automation. And then not until the very end of the project are you uncovering what flaws were in that design. And so you can imagine the kind of issues that are somewhat the standard for the industry. Uh, in terms of rework or rebuilding the machine. And, of course, that adds costs, and it adds time to the project. And so we thought there's got to be a better way. And so the Agile methodology is really us breaking apart the machine design at the very beginning, pulling forward what we think are the most complex or risky items of the system, and rapidly designing those and prototyping that tooling to ensure that our designs actually work. And if they don't, no big deal. We can scrap that prototype, iterate on the design, and get it to some point that is successful.
2: So based on what I'm hearing, you're, you're taking the most complex or questionable parts of the entire automation process, you're doing that upfront to make sure that it's gonna be a good fit as you go down the line.
0: What I'm selling is risk mitigation got it right yep. we got manufacturers that are investing you know especially for the small manufacturers that we work with i mean that's a very big deal that's a big capital uh, cost and if i can really show them that we're going to mitigate the risk of that investment that's a big deal for them
2: i agree well y- you care and you're 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 being proactive instead of reactive that's that's how i'm seeing that
1: yeah, so you you also mentioned that you are um hiring differently and marketing differently. Um first of all with the um the hiring differently, just tell me a little bit what you guys are yeah, doing differently. Yeah, I'd like to hear that too. Um what were you doing before and what are you doing now?
0: Guys, I can't tell you everything. Well, Gosh. yeah, you can a little bit. We can, we can always edit I mean. It. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So <laughs> uh so hiring differently. You know, we started you know, we brought on key experienced veterans of the automation world. That
2: I mean you know, old guys? Jim,
0: <laughs> you can say that I can't. Okay. Um, so, and and you know, you're you're basically taking from people that were working from other automation companies, and you're you're trying to bring them into your own, and 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 that works um, okay. But what we really saw is that we want our engineers that we bring on to do things the Compass way. And it's harder when someone's been doing it a certain way for a long time. It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. I didn't want to say, yeah, yeah, it is. Some people can change. Some people can change. But most, Jim, you you don't want to change, do you? I really don't.
1: No, seriously. There's no changing, Jim. They
2: they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and it's kind of true. I mean, if you've been doing something
1: rote, for
2: decades try and change that man
1: yeah i mean i've been getting jim to um i've been trying to get jim to stop talking over me for like 80 episodes forget and it and it's, it's forget not it. going to happen it, it still hasn't happened yet yeah by the way
2: congratulations this is 77 or something
1: <laughs> okay. like that. okay yeah <laughs> i knew it was around 80 yeah. <laughs> yeah. so anyway, so anyway gonna, i'm still going to keep talking yeah, yeah. Over <laughs> you. go ahead bill so
0: um so yeah you know when we're trying to really kind of go rogue and, and away from what is the industry standard we thought, well, we've really got to start with how we hire and who we hire. And so we certainly started going after younger, um, essentially college graduates uh, from all over the country. Uh, but my partner is certainly biased being an MIT grad. So all of our mechanical engineers are, um, are from uh, MIT. Out of all Boston. of them are? All of them. Oh, wow. Okay. All of them. So I don't know how, how big we can get and keep that going, but right now it, it still works. Um, and so... But both the mechanical engineers and the electrical engineers, what we're really doing is um, we're bringing them on board. We're training them uh, the Compass way, and um, it's working. We we it's, we've been successful with it. And do, so, do you have
1: like a like a real training um, yes, process that yes. they go oh, through? I would, and I would, I would be very remiss
0: if I didn't mention that we do have um, senior, key, experienced managers that. Um, that really worked out from, you know, the beginning, and, and some of it didn't, and we had to, you know, iterate on that. Um, but we do have very strong leadership um, that, that really kind of fills, fills the experience gap that we certainly have with some of the young people we bring on. And they do uh, extensive training. Well, it's all about diversity.
2: I mean, you, you you can't just have an entire group of millennials. It's great when you can bring in some of the veteran people, and there's a good mix, and there's respect there amongst the whole team, and everyone's learning from everybody because everyone's got something different to bring to the table. So I get it. I get. But you're training them in the Compass way.
0: That's exactly right, and um, employment... Decisions are still challenging, even when you're bringing somebody, you know, fresh out of school. Yeah. They have to fit in. They've got so to
1: when you say fit in, you mean fit in culturally, according to your values.
0: Absolutely. Um, so that's
1: something that you've defined, and you've made sure you, that you hire and you fire according to that.
0: That's exactly right, Jason. So, you know, on paper, especially you know when you're hiring such uh, from for such a prestigious university, you think, okay, as long as they check all these technical boxes, bring them in. They're going to work right, and what we realize is it's it's much more than that. They they have to, they got to get along, and they've got to have those those kindergarten skills, right? And they they've got to be able to, to mesh and 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 get along with others. And
2: how do you do? You test them out first to see if they're going to work out, or bring one, them in for like an afternoon, or go ahead, Bill.
0: No, that's a great question, Jim. Yeah. One of one of our favorite um, moments at Compass is when we bring in kind of the new class of of recruits, and it's it's the interviewing. And uh, we certainly do an interview over the phone before we bring them in. But once we bring them in, uh, they're subjected to both um, uh, kind of an individual mechanical engineering test. Um, but then it's, it's very heavy um, at that point on working with the other candidates for the job. And so we kind of give them all a communal problem. They need to discuss it. Oh, and Oh, you put them into, a team, right into a team right away and say, solve this. Because that's a very important part, collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Together. And so it's very fun to see the interaction. And then we end the the evening with a social outing, you know, go out for dinner, go to Top Golf, go bowling, whatever it may be. Because at that point, that's what we're really testing for. That's what we're looking for. Oh.
2: <sighs> That's great, great. That's great, great culture. It's, yeah. it, that's you know we talk about it all the time, and m- most of the successful companies that we talk to and the people within those successful companies have a great corporate culture. Yeah, and, and they I have, have p- to tell you, it, it's it's very hard for me, being a veteran guy in this industry, to see this. It's like it's like a paradigm shift in in the industry because I mean, if you would have told my dad. 20 years ago, that we need to get corporate culture in our machine shop. He'd laugh at me. Well,
1: that you need to define it. I know, but you I have, still— Everybody I, I has a culture. But it's the, just whether there, you define it. There was
2: it. none of this going on years ago. It was, it was, it was almost—it was foreign. It, no one really knew it. It certainly wasn't defined. And, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's I think it's going to be a challenge for—I mean, it's great for Bill— because they were a startup, young entrepreneurial uh, millennials starting a new business. They ha- already had that mindset. However, I think it's going to be a, a significant challenge for some of these old school manufacturing companies that have been around. They're setting their ways, they don't want to change their culture. I, I think it's, you know. I, I think maybe we should bring a culture expert on in the future and talk about that and how, how they can make that shift. So, yeah,
1: I don't I mean, know. We've certainly talked about it a, a lot. And I know. But anyway, let's go. Let's kind of go back and yeah. um, tell so, us how you market differently. So, let's get into yeah, that. Like yeah, I wrote that down. Let's, let's talk about how you marketed before, how do you market now, and, and how is that different?
0: I certainly found, I think, a better place for our marketing resources. Okay, okay. go ahead. And so, um, I started really trying to build out a web presence. And... You know, our website's evolved. I think it's um, it's pretty good. It's not always it's not all the way there, and there's still a lot of work to go. But uh, certainly the website, um, the search ranking work that we've done, and and what I think is is probably the most important piece is all the video that we produce. Yeah, our, our machines are they're beautiful. They're incredibly complex and impressive uh, pieces of of mechanical and electrical engineering, and so. I want to get them on camera. They're the real stars of the show, and so I try as much as I can to 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 video them and to showcase them on our website and on YouTube. and And it's much easier, I've realized, to sell custom automation when you can show video. some custom automation, something that's been similar.
2: Any success stories from doing those videos? Have you have you won any new accounts or um, ha- uh, assisted in winning the new accounts?
0: I think my favorite, and this has actually happened more than 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 once, a handful of times. Is, is the phone call i get where, I, where I, I hear, I saw that machine on YouTube. We need the exact same thing. No kidding. How great that, is that? That's your right? aha moment. That, that is your
2: aha moment. It freaking worked, right? You did it. All you had to do, it was so simple. It was so simple. All you had to do was videotape the machine and do, doing what it did, you put it up in your website, you put it on YouTube, somebody sees it and they're like, I want it.
0: Exactly. That and was the easiest sale. It's the easiest sale. And and for someone, you know, for a company that really sells what, an idea, is it so abstract what we sell, for someone to say, Oh, that that's what I need. It makes my day. Right? I can't
1: describe it, but that's it.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. If I wouldn't have seen it, I wouldn't have known, you know, <laughs> Yeah, the what solution the, what call to my it. problem. Right.
2: Well anyway, just to conclude, um, it was a pleasure having you here today, man. I'm so excited that we got finally got to get you here and, and get on the show and uh and, and share your story with uh, us and our listeners, you know. it's it, uh, What I say at the end of the show is, you know, Jason and I don't know it all, although sometimes we think we do, but we really don't. We're just here to convey the message and share the experience that we've had over our careers and bring in great people like Bill and share their stories. And hopefully through all that sharing, we can equip and inspire you to make better decisions going forward. If you want to connect with Bill, um, you can go to his LinkedIn page. It's uh, bill Angston, a-n-g-s-t-e-n he'd be happy to connect with you or else go check out some of those cool videos uh, bill's got up on his website it's compass-automation.com and don't forget to check out make and elevate sign up and go to makingchips.com click the events it'll lead you right to make and elevate or type in make and elevate that that too uh, looking forward to seeing everybody at that um, particular party if you will Jason, did I, did I cover all the uh, bases? I think you got it. All right. What does my dad always say?
1: If you're not making chips...
2: You're not making money.
1: Bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share, and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips.